Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's topic is Soldier 76. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Reklatz. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Hi, I'm Reklatz. Um, I have done a bit of coaching in the past for teams as well as individual coaching with players ranging anywhere from silver up to in the top 500 ladder. I've specialized in coaching most DPS and tanks, as well as some supports. And today I'm here to talk about Soldier 76. All right, great. All right, so let's do a, a quick high-level overview of Soldier 76. He is a, a hit-scan DPS. That means that his shots, when you pull the trigger, they register wherever you're aiming, correct? Right, Lats? Yes, that's what hit-scan means versus projectile. Yep, so he's uh, he's, like, so he's that's his specialty, so when you have... a uh, Characters like Pharaoh or characters that you need to pinpoint, Soldier, McCree, characters like that, they're your guys. Uh, In terms of his weapons, his primary weapon is the Heavy Pulse Rifle, and that shoots rounds. I think we're going to get into how many rounds it shoots, uh, how fast it shoots a little bit later. But it also comes equipped with Helix Rockets, which is a splash damage weapon. It shoots three rockets in the spiral, and it does quite a bit of damage. He can also sprint, which is very useful for getting in and out of fights. And he has his biotic field, which when he plugs it on the ground, it allows him to heal himself and allies anybody in the radius of the biotic field. His t- uh, ultimate is the tactical visor, which essentially gives him a name bot. And he pulls the tactical visor down, and based off of where you're shooting or, or where you're aiming, your gun will lock onto specific characters and not miss a single shot. And like I said, this is a high level overview. We're going to get into the details of all of, uh, everything I just said a little bit later. But before we do that, uh, why don't you give us a, uh, you know, tell us what the goals of Soldier 76 are. What should players be expecting to do? What are they expected of when they pick Soldier? So you want to pick Soldier in team comps that lack damage dealer, primary damage dealer. Soldier himself is has one of the highest, if not the highest, damage outputs in the game dealing in an ideal team comp anywhere between 30 and 50% of your team's damage. He also can act as a healer when you run comps that involve slower movements, such as a Reinhardt and Zarya on your team versus the Winston Diva. Because for the Reinhardt and Zarya, if your healers are caught up dealing with flankers or they're healing other targets, Soldier can also just drop a heal pad for them, his biotic field, and that can act as a third source of healing for your team, which just keeps everyone healthier, keeps your teammates alive, and Soldiers has a lot of utility in his kit. Again, his goals are just dealing as much damage as you can, and then also acting as that tertiary healer for your teammates when they need it. 
Gotcha. Okay. And are there any, you know, when you should use, when you shouldn't use soldier, you know, situations? Soldier's kind of a hero that, in my mind, he doesn't really excel at everything or anything, and he doesn't fail at anything. He's a very middle ground character that's good at just about everything. So as far as flexibility, he can fit into just about any team comp, whether that's a very aggressive, fast-paced diving comp where everyone's very mobile and they just want to move and fight, or a slower control comp that wants to just sit on top of an area and say, this is our area, you can fight us here, but we're going to hold this ground. A soldier can fit into both those styles of comps, and he's just very overall useful. Right. Yeah, I think they did that by design, right? Like When you first open overwatch i know when i first opened the beta the first character i went to was soldier because i i I used to play other shooters so if you play like a call of duty or a counter-strike while it's not exactly the same i think that'll be the most welcoming character yeah soldier is basically coming from any prior game you're like this is the main character this is what he does soldier's kind of like that character because he just has very basic abilities he's got a heal he's got a sprint and he has a gun that has a mini rocket on it but all of those can be used to great extent of flexibility which is why he's just kind of covers everything well but doesn't really excel at anything because he's not a specialist of any sort gotcha jack of all trades master of none situation going on with soldier yeah that's a, that's how i described that one yeah all right so let's dive deeper into his weapons and abilities let's start with the heavy pulse rifle what can you tell us about it so his heavy pulse rifle is as you said a hit scan weapon which means it's going to aim where you shoot it there's no travel time on the bullets as you left click it will deal damage where you're aiming it will do 5.7 to 19 damage based on your distance from the target the 19 damage is the maximum distance that will last up until you are 30 meters away And then it will drop down from 55 and above down to 5.7 damage as a minimum. Anywhere between the 30 and the 55, the damage will decrease slightly, but it varies based on your distance. His gun has 25 rounds in a clip, which means that you can shoot all 25 shots before having to reload. His reload time will take a second and a half, and he can fire 9 rounds a second. So if you're holding down a trigger, it'll take you just over just under three seconds to shoot off an entire clip take a second and a half to reload then you're back at it again so those are the you know the 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 details of the weapon but can you give us any tips on how to effectively use the heavy pulse rifle so for a soldier shooting with your left click it's just aim where you shoot when targets are really far away and you're going to be getting that minimum damage you need every shot to count soldier's gun is accurate for the first three shots you dish out so what you want to do when you're farther away from targets, regardless of what the target is, is shooting three-round bursts. You want to shoot three rounds, take a round somewhere between three-quarters of a second to a second to just refresh the spread, and then keep shooting. So it's kind of tap, 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 and you'll build a rhythm as you go from a distance. When you're at a point-blank range, when targets are within your max damage range, the 30 meters or under, they're in that range, You want to be still bursting on small targets. Anything that's got a hitbox that's less than the size of probably a Pharah. Like anything that's McCree, Tracer, Genji, other soldiers, McCree. Anything that's small, you want to be shooting in burst and just really landing those shots, aiming for headshots when you can. When they're, um, if it's a bigger target, such as 
Reinhardt, Winston, Roadhog, Zarya, even Farah, if she's point blank like that, you can hold down the rifle and just get more bullets in them. Because even with the spread, you're not going to be missing as many shots from that close of a range. And it is easier to just hold down and land those shots fast for more damage. You mentioned that you want to do three round bursts. Would you say it's better to tap the left mouse button or would it be better to just hold it for the three rounds and then let go? You can hold it for the three rounds and that's easier to do. And you can just kind of build that rhythm I was talking about as you play with Soldier. And you can practice in, if people want to, obviously, practice range and really get the timing down with Soldier. Every game I found just from playing other games has small reset timers on aiming and spread. And you really just, once you find those rhythms, it's a lot of fun because then you're landing a lot of your shots and you just get those rhythms down. It's an internal rhythm. All right. So let's move on to his his Helix Rocket, which is, that's the alternate fire for his primary weapon, but it's still an ability. So let's, can you give us some details on the Helix Rockets and how they work? So Helix Rocket is by default bound to right mouse button. And that will fire three rockets in a spiral in a single burst. It shoots as a projectile, which means that it has a travel time and it will it will aim directly where your cursor is aiming. But if the target moves from that location, it will not hit them because it has travel time. And that's what the projectile means versus his left click, which is the hit scan per uh, rocket will do 40 direct damage. So it can do a total of 120 if you land all three mini rockets on a target. And it will do 80 splash damage for the all three of them, not individually. 80 is a total splash damage. Mm-hmm. It travels at 40 meters per second with a 2 meter area of effect, which is that's a 2 meter ride target is what you're aiming for, for how far the spread will go. It has an 8 second cooldown, so it's not just spamming your big damage rockets. Right, yeah, so you want to use them carefully. Yes. All right, so uh, how can somebody use that effectively? There's a few ways to do that effectively. If there's nothing going on in a fight and you're versing any sort of team comp that's using a bunch of shields, like an Orisa, a Reinhardt, or a Winston, and there's nothing happening, they're just trying to walk at your team, you can just use at the start of fights and mess up their shields a little bit, get some damage down with your left click, and then turn that into uh, just damage on the shield pressure. And then by the time that they actually start the fight, you'll have your rockets back up in that eight second cooldown. And then you can use it mid fight. But when you're using it at the same time and not just really a shield break, which shield breaking is very rare now, especially with currently how team comps are playing. But when you're not shield breaking, you want to be using it. If there is an aggressive flanker, such as a tracer or a Genji, and you can land it on them, and distract them or pressure them off of your backline, that's very effective. What that does is it forces them to use their abilities to get out of the fight, which means that your team can fight with a numbers advantage and pressure. You're still fighting, if you didn't kill the target, six versus six, assuming the fight just started. But if they're having to use cooldowns to get out of the fight and then your team pushes toward their team, you're fighting temporarily six on five, and that gives your team a big advantage. If you can't, Use it if they're not running flankers and you can't build pressure like that. You can use it as a kill finisher. So if you see someone in the front line is low HP and they're kind of in the open, like it's a Zarya who doesn't have her bubble or a Reinhardt whose shield is broken or a Winston and you broke his shield, anything like that, 
you can use your helix rocket on them as just more burst damage and to finish off the kill. Yeah, I always have a problem with that. Like I, uh, I don't know. I, I maybe sometimes I, pa- I think I panic when I'm using Soldier Seventy Six, and I'll, I'll use the rockets on, like mid fight, <laughs> and I'll still hit the person. But yeah, it's like it, it would have been much better if I could have just waited a little bit longer and then just hit the rockets and then killed that person. You can get back. You can get to other fights faster. You know, you get yeah, back to rock- your team faster. Yeah, the rockets are really useful for finishing off kills because if you don't get that kill. You just used up a fairly lengthy cooldown. Eight seconds isn't like retrospect a long time, but in a team fight, it's quite a long time. Right. And if you don't use that on a kill, you're down a big portion of your damage. You could have to finish off targets and then give your team numbers advantage in a different way. It's just a lot harder to do. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next ability. Let's talk sprint, which is unique because I don't think there's many. I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of another ability that doesn't have a cooldown, unless you count uh, Reinhardt's barrier shield, maybe. Because like, your sprint definitely doesn't have a cooldown. So it's, it's unique that you can just use it all over the place. Very useful, but I'll, I'll let you go ahead and get into it. So, Soldier Sprint, you run faster than normal. You cover 8.33 meters per second. It lasts until the button is pressed again, or unless another, or unless another action is taken, such as left-clicking, right-clicking, changing... If you change direction from forward to backward, that will also stop a sprint, as well as deploying your biotic field. Those will all stop your sprints. Like you mentioned, it has no cooldown. It's a toggle ability. Uh, Lucio's amp also, or Lucio's shift has no uh, cooldown. But that just means that you can run, stop, and then start running again without having to wait in between stopping and starting to start running more. Okay. And, I mean, it seems kind of obvious, like, it's sprint, you run faster, so you can get to places faster, but how do you use that effectively? So, sprint, there's a very common thing that people do where they'll try repositioning mid-fight, such as when the fight breaks out, their team is fighting, their team six on six. They'll use their sprint to just kind of reposition, which, if you're under heavy pressure, you directly, sprinting is okay to do. Because what that does is their team is chasing you, so that you're they're taking you out of the fight and you're taking yourself out, so your team is still 5-1-5-ing. But what happens a lot of the time is someone isn't under pressure, and they'll just start sprinting around to get better position, or what they think is better position, and that leads their team to temporarily fight 5-on-6, because they're moving around, they don't count as a hero right now, they're not doing anything that their hero is supposed to do. And so that gets their team with less of the damage, like I was talking in the goals, you want to do a lot of damage. Your team is without that damage that you should be doing, and it leads your team to be under a lot of pressure. So you want to avoid it mid-fight unless you are directly, you directly under pressure. Or if your front line's under extreme pressure, you can kind of start, you want to do a, like a toggle sprint where you sprint for a second, shoot a little bit, sprint for a second, shoot a little bit to cover more ground, but then heal your front line. Because like I said earlier, you can use as a tertiary healer for your front line if they're in heavy positioning. If you're between fights, soldier's sprint is really useful for repositioning, such as if you're fighting on Hollywood defense first point, for example. And during the fight, their other team pressures you off of the high ground, so you have to regroup behind your team on the point. If you then want to reposition back to high ground, it's a lot easier just to sprint there and be there. So if their team is ready to continue the fight, you're back up on your high ground and you're reset, you're back where you want to be, you're in a good spot again. Sprint is very useful for repositioning during fights. Or not during fight Between fights, sorry. Just, <laughs> right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I think we understand. Okay, so yeah, sprint very useful ability. 
just uh, use it when you need to. <laughs> I guess just like all the other abilities, you know. Uh, so let's talk Biotic Field. What, what details can you give us on that? So Biotic Field is an ability that Soldier has that's default bound to his E. And it plants a Biotic Emitter on the ground that will restore health for any allies in the area. The area has a 5 meter radius. It will heal it for 40.8 health per second. It will last for 5 seconds, and it has a 15 second cooldown. So if you deploy it, it will last 5 seconds, then you're waiting 15 seconds for it to come back up. And how should how can you use that effectively? Because I definitely see a lot of soldiers just plopping it down at the first sign of trouble. So, assuming that they're not running a Widowmaker, if they have anything that's going to kill you in one ability... You want to use it. So if they're running a Pharah and you have under 120 health, you want to use it. If they're running a Genji as the only DPS or, or a Genji soldier that's got like somewhere between 20 to 40 damage per shot. When you get down to around 90 health, you want to be using it because the Genji can do land sh two shurikens then shift you to kill you instantly. Anything that can insta kill you, you want to use that when you're below that health threshold. If you're not in any pressure with it, you can use it to heal your teammates, such as if you see one or two tanks in front of you and they're, you know, a quarter, half, or maybe even if they're both three quarters health, it wouldn't be a bad idea to drop that under them, heal them to full, get you some alt charge, and then play like that. As long as then you position safe enough that you won't be able to be killed when you don't have that cooldown back up. Gotcha. So... I guess the way to effectively use it, you you kind of have to know your enemy. You have to know how much damage, you know, Genji can do to you when he does certain things or that, or what Farah can do to you. Because you don't want to pop it too early is what you're saying. Yeah, if you pop it too early and you're the only one that's going to benefit from it, if you're holding high ground and you're at like 190 health and nothing's going to insta-kill you from there and you're like, oh, I better be full HP, you just wasted a pretty lengthy cooldown on 10 HP and you got almost no effectiveness out of it. You want to be using it when you know that their damage can insta-kill you from the health that you're at, and you can use that as a preventive measure. So you, what you can do in certain situations is if you play like between your tanks and your healers, and they fully aggress onto you, because you're kind of low health, as you drop your heal pad, they're going to go onto you. If they don't have the damage to then kill you, then they're in the middle of your team, and you can just collapse on them and do certain things like that. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I've, you know what I see a lot of people do? I see a lot of people put down the biotic field when they're fighting tracers. Would that be recommended or not? <laughs> Depends on your... At a high level of play, anywhere in like the top 500 or even high grandmaster, it's worth it because tracer does what's just simply called one clipping, where she'll dump her 40 shots, and if she hits her shots accurately enough, it will just insta-kill a 200 health target. So if you see a Tracer and you drop to even 180 health and they're actively fighting you, they're not just poking at you and shooting and trying to like bait you out, you want to use your Biotic Field. In a lower level of play, you can get away with using it when you're down toward maybe 100 health, maybe 120 or so, depending on how much damage a Tracer is doing per clip of ammo that you think that she's doing, like when she fights you. You kind of got to take a fight with her, gauge how much she's doing with her one clip, and then using that as like a mental note for, okay, this is where I need the health pack is right here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and it's I think it, wasting the biotic field too early not only hurts you but it hurts your team. You could eat just as easily save a teammate with your biotic field, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and one thing that's really actually it's unique to the bi biotic field is it has no vertical awareness. So if you stand back to that Hollywood example, 
if you're holding the building that's got the small health pack underneath, it's commonly referred to as cafe. Mm-hmm. And you're holding that high ground in cafe and your tanks are on point fighting. If you stand directly on the edge of that overlooking the point and you drop your E, it will go down to the low ground under you. And what that will do is instead of if you drop it on cafe and a healing upward, it will heal you from that low ground because it has no verticality. And you'll also heal your tanks that are down there in that radius. Oh, that's good. I did not know that. That's very good information. So it's got that extra utility there. He's a very, like I said, utility all, all around master of none, jack of all trade type, type of guy. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, let's hop into tactical visor. What do you, what, what can you tell us about that? So soldier's ultimate default bound to Q is his tactical visor. He soldier's able to lock on his aim to single targets, hitting every bullet. You can change targets manually by basing where you're personally aiming. So if you a lot of people make the mistake and they don't aim during their attack visor and they just let it hit where it's going to hit. If you look around, you can change your targets and you can get onto more priority targets. It has a 0.75 reload time, which is half of soldier's default reload time. It will take 1.4 seconds to cast it and it will last for six seconds. Okay. And I guess how, what can we do to use it effectively? Using it effectively is basing on what you're against. If you're against a diva or a Reinhardt, and you use your tactical visor at the start of the fight, you're going to do absolutely nothing with it because Reinhardt will shield 2,000 damage of it, which will usually be at least three quarters of it or more. And D.Va can just drop, block it for four seconds, which is two thirds of it automatically just off of time alone. So if you're reversing a D.Va or a Reinhardt, you want to save it for a mid fight, not the start of a fight, as their shield is weak or as their defense matrix in its current state is low on usage. Gotcha. Or the Diva's out of mech. Yeah, or if the Diva's out of mech, or if the Reinhardt's, you know, killed or if his shield broke, it's never a bad time to use it. You can right. use it if you have reverse comps that have no Diva or Reinhardt, or if the Reinhardt's playing really funny. Like, if he's pushing really far forward, and I'll go back to the Hollywood example, if he's walking up to point by the car, and you're holding that cafe building I was talking about, because as a soldier, generally, I think I'll go over it a little bit later, but high ground, very good. Um, so if he pushed up the point on the car and his whole team is behind him at the front of the point, closer to their spawn in the arch, you can then ult from that high ground and hit them behind, and you can just go through the over the Reinhardt, basically. Gotcha. So when when somebody pops tactical visor, uh, what would you say the the target priority should be? Any DPS that are direct threat to you should be taken care of first, such as McCree again, Gia Tracer, Afera. Anything that's going to directly focus you down, because if they kill you during your ult, then you don't get as much value out of it, obviously, first off. Apart from that, after that, it's any supports you can hit, because supports are oftentimes the key to fights. If they have more sustain and more healing than you, even if you're fighting six on six, they can outlast you and they'll slowly whittle you down. So any supports that you can see, such as especially a Mercy, if she has a res ready or if she's just healing everyone, is really good to kill. Or if you see an Ana out there or Zenyatta, the more healing supports. Lucio is still a good target, but compared to the other three primary supports that are meant for healing, Lucio is the least priority. And then there's tanks that are big threats, such as Zarya, especially if she's high energy. That actually, if she's high energy, she goes really high up on the priority list. Or a Reinhardt, if you can be behind his shield somehow, 
and pressure him from behind. So he either has to turn and face you and not his team or not your team. So then your team can hit him or he faces hit your team and you hit him. Then you get rid of the Reinhardt. And at that point, their team has nothing to hide behind and you can just clean the fight up from there, especially with your ultimate. If you still have a few seconds left, you'll get a bunch of uninterrupted shots. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, actually, I would have thought that healers have been a top priority. Like, you wouldn't want a Mercy to get away because she could just come back and resurrect her. Even even with the changes coming to Mercy, she can resurrect, uh, you know, her teammates. But you, know, you make a, a, a good point with making sure that the people who can kill you first die first. <laughs> uh, also, I, I definitely have seen people definitely waste not almost an entire soldier ult taking down a tank. You know, yeah, like you a generally... <laughs> Tanks that aren't a big threat, such as, or that are not even a big threat, but that are easily dealt with, such as a Winston or a Diva or a Roadhog, those are just alt batteries. They've got very high health, and if you were killing them with your left click and your right click before you had alt, they're good to hit because they build you alt fast. But if you're ulting, you don't gain more alt charge. So using your whole tactical visor to kill one of them or maybe one of them and then one squishy after isn't as worth as if you can get two of the squishy or higher health targets the reinhardt though is a high priority especially when they play comps that revolve around a reinhardt because if you take him out and they're using his shield to hide behind a lot then your team can push in past the reinhardt's dead body and they can just kill the rest of their team pretty easily but you okay. generally want to avoid tanks early on with your ult if you can right okay well let's move on to the strengths and weaknesses of soldier 76 what would we say his strengths are? Similar to what I said earlier, his just damage output is one of the highest in the game. And he's relatively safe to play. What I mean by that is he can play up on a high ground somewhere with a duo, such as a, um, any support, Ana, Zen, Mercy. What that does is it gives the support someone that can heal them and protect them with just damage and also his heal pack is very useful for doing something like that. For a while, it's not as prevalent now, but Ana Soldier was the best duo in the game because they could just stun a high ground somewhere. Ana can heal everyone from really far. Soldier can shoot out anything that comes near the Ana and also heal the Ana when she gets under threat. And he still currently has a similar thing where he can be with a Zenyatta or even a Mercy. She can fly between the team and him. So when they pressure her from the when she's with the team, she can fly to him and she's safe. Or when he's just dishing out damage, she can boost his damage and just he just out his massive damage just gets even bigger. Gotcha. All right. What about his uh, weaknesses? His weaknesses mostly come from a lack of knowledge on his cooldowns. When I said earlier that he doesn't really he's a very jack of all trades, master of none. He's not really bad at anything. You're most likely going to die on soldier if you waste your biotic field or if you misuse your Helix Rocket to pressure your people off of you, he's not going to be, like I said, great at anything. Like his, he's not going to be the best at finishing off kills or the best at being a tertiary healer even, but like he's not bad at really anything as long as you use your cooldowns properly. Right. He could be basically a major help across the board, you know, yes. whether it be putting damage on a target or, uh, you know, helping with heals a little bit you know, able to gain position, stuff like that. But you're just saying, like, you know, he's, he's with everything that he's good at, he's not a closer and on, on any of those. Even, like, you know, chasing down a kill for somebody who's getting away. Right. Yeah, you want to leave that to, like, what, like a Genji or a Tracer? 
Yeah, or even a Winston or Diva if you're running those right now. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they have that. They have that bonus mobility of just a. Uh, they can just jump really far, and that can cover kills a lot faster than Soldier can. Yeah, and just because he's not necessarily, I mean, he'll get the elimination right, but just because he's not getting all the final blows doesn't mean that he's not a, a, a great character. The, the the amount of damage that he's going to push out is a tr- is a tremendous help to your team. Yeah, essentially with Soldier, especially if you can land your Helix rocket. You, your team will be able to very finish easily finish off kills. Whereas you personally, unless you can one hundred zero them with your helix rocket and with your left clicks, you're not going to be getting all the final blows. But his just damage numbers are really high up there, so it allows your team to finish get the final blows, close out fights, and help you out with that aspect. And that's what matters. I mean, they did just add deathmatch, but Overwatch competitively is not played like that. You know, so when you when your team gets a kill, everybody gets a kill. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's talk common mistakes. What, what, what kind of common mistakes do you see when people play Soldier 76? So one of them is just the biggest one is mismanaging cooldowns, such as wasting your Helix Rocket when it can draw pressure off of you. And assuming you're playing with a, like a support in the same area, it draws pressure off of them, too, if you just half health a Tracer and she gets scared and goes away. Or if you don't use it to... If, they're, if your team's fighting on the front line, not really the back line with flankers, and you're just throwing your helix rocket into a shield as you're fighting, that's a huge hurt to your team, because instead of hitting a hero or multiple heroes for 120, somewhere between 40 and 120 damage, you damaged a shield, and your team's already fighting in that shield or ahead of that shield, so you just kind of did nothing with that. Also, not healing like your teammates as much. Like, Don't always focus on yourself with the Biotic Field, unless they're directly pressuring you. If they're not directly pressuring you, it's a lot more useful to be helping out your healers and making their job a little bit easier and getting some all charge with your biotic field. The last mistake I see is when people are under direct threat, they'll tend to like wild spray and not really control where they're aiming because they just get kind of panic state. If you can hold that down to when they're diving you, like let's give a Winston's a really good example of this, actually. If the Winston's jumping and he's a ways away from you and he's jumping as he's jumping you want to be burst firing because he's far away you still want to land as many shots you can and get him as low as you can for health then when he lands directly on top of you and um as you're getting ready to shoot him from when you're bursting him to when he lands on top of you at some point generally what i'll, uh, I'll just give a quick example for what i see happen and what i do when a winston jumps on you as he jumps you get a couple bursts into him when he's at the peak of his jump i usually reload when he lands on you, you start off by just holding down left trigger and right-clicking him. Because he's point-blank to you, you're going to start off with a few headshots, and then assuming you land your right-click, he's going to be somewhere around 100 health, and as long as you're body-shotting him, you'll kill him by just holding down your left-click and just landing all the shots on him. You don't always want to be focusing just on bursting, but you always want to be landing shots is the thing. If you notice your spray, if you think they're point-blank and you're holding down your spray and they're not, you want to be bursting, but if they're directly on top of you, holding down your fires can be a lot stronger just for getting faster shots out and dealing more damage per second. All right. So any uh, additional pro tips you want to give? Whenever you're... Uh, so the first one I want to give is when you're ulting, even if there's no targets in sight, you want to reload as your ultimate's ending. As I talked about earlier, it halves your reload duration. So instead of having you finish your ultimate, you just got however many kills you got, let's say you got one or four or whatever, if you have eight bullets left in your clip and you wait till 
after your reload after your ult's done, you're waiting a second and a half, and if they're already getting ready to fight again, you are then dealing less damage than you can be. But if you reload at the end of your ultimate, you have to reload time. You're ready to fire again. You're ready to go again. Another really good tip is abuse high ground as much as you possibly can. Unless they're directly forcing you off of high ground, or if there's no high ground where your team is fighting and they're fighting in really weird spots, basically every point has a high ground that you can fight on that will still support your teammates unless they push really, really weirdly. If you can abuse that high ground and convince, if you're in voice chat their teammates, and you say, hey, I'm going to play up here. If you guys fight in this area, I can support you the best. If you fight up here, I can't help you as much. But if they still fight up where you told them that you, they shouldn't be fighting, you want to be pushing with them and helping them. But if you can abuse that high ground, you get a lot, a lot of free damage in, unless they send things to deal with you, which then you can kind of bait in with your biotic field and outplay, like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The third tip I want to give is, it's kind of like I was talking about earlier with the Ana scenario, talking about duos. If you can find a healer who wants to play near the back and play with them, you act as a healer for them, a protector, and you're still, assuming your team is fighting in a like decent spot, you're still able to deal a t- bunch of damage from that spot that you're in while protecting your healer, which then just makes your healer's job that much easier. The healers, like as much as people want to like just disrespect healers and be, oh, they do nothing, oh, where are my heals? Healers have probably one of the hardest jobs because they have to constantly stay safe themselves while healing, which is really hard to do when things are distracting you, such as enemy flankers. Oh, so yeah. with your soldier and you play with your healer, you make their job easier. Yeah, healers are always going to be a high-priority target. There's always going to be somebody coming after them. So that's how I never got the whole healers don't do anything type deal. <laughs> I, I Yeah, it's... A lot of people just, they will die, and I think it comes from just a bad mindset, personally, where if you die instead of looking at something that you did wrong, they're like, oh, my team didn't heal me, and they just have a bad mindset that healers do nothing, or something along those lines. Right. No, that makes sense. All right, so any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, The only thing I can say, if you really want to practice soldier, the best thing I can recommend doing is going into a practice range setting yourself against six hard bots, make sure for the enemy team to disable their weapons and buff their health, and I would verse six different size heroes, such as a Lucio, a Tracer, a McCree, a Roadhog, maybe a Zarya, and like a Pharah or something. And what that'll do is just really muscle memory train you to turn on headshots only if you want, or if you disable their weapons, you can leave headshots only off. But that will train you for muscle memory to just tap and burst fire at their head boxes. And then the only reason you want to turn headshots only off is if you want to practice landing your right clicks on them, which you can do that as well. But I, if you want to get better at soldier and just aiming in general, that's something you can always do. Verse six bots. I recommend ones with different head size so you can practice different head size and just really build that muscle memory down for how to aim and like how you can hit them at close range from far range with your helix, what you want to do with that. And just kind of get that muscle memory down, build your aim up. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and, you know, telling everybody about Soldier 76, giving, giving some tips. Hopefully everybody's able to use them. I think a lot of people just hop on a soldier because they just figure he's easy, but then you just see so many people not playing him that well. <laughs> you know, yes. and it mostly revolves around the cooldowns. Like you said, it's just, they're not using their cooldowns properly. 
So, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and close up here. Uh, you know, if you have any questions about this, uh, this show or any of our other uh, episodes that we're doing, you can send an email to contact at prepare to a, attack.com and if we can't get the question answered on the Q&A section uh, Q&A episodes we will uh, try to get an answer back to you regardless uh, you know Rec why don't you, why don't you tell them about um, Wawa's Boot Camp Wawa's Boot Camp is a great place what it is is it's got a mix of high level players and pro players and people that maybe aren't high level players themselves but they love helping coaching they're very knowledgeable in the game and what they do is they have, for the most part, it's sometimes they get a little busy, but it's an open door coaching service. that's currently free service. What you can do is you can join the server, find a coach for whatever hero you want to play on. And usually within even a couple hours, you'll find a coach who's there able to help you out and you'll get to work on your play. And it's a free service. The coaches there are very knowledgeable from my experience. And as long as you come in with a good mindset, coaches always love helping you out. Right. So, yeah, if the, the the things that we kind of talked about here in this show are kind of the, the, the beginning steps, right? You don't know how to play soldier. You're not that great at soldier. So this is, you know, this is how you should be playing soldier. If you want to continue your, your education on how to play soldier, I definitely suggest that you go to Wild Wise Bootcamp Discord and hook up with a coach because then you know, they'll get that one on one attention. They'll probably ask for a VOD. That's what you guys normally do, right? Yes, we do VODs. Um, I personally do. VODs, I'll hop into a custom lobby with them if they want and just show them some certain things, such as spots they can fight in, areas they want to control, certain stuff like that. And also, if they ever just have any text questions, I'm always free to answer those right away. Those are always fun to do. Okay, great. And uh, do you use Mayhem.gg to help with the VODs? I do for some if they have it. If they don't want to have it, I use other video syncing sites but i do mayhem is my favorite way to do a vod right so uh mayhem.gg is a coaching platform where you can review your vod right along with the coach on a live stream and they can do things like go to certain points they can draw on the screen it's actually really cool and that's just check out mayhem.gg as well because they do have vods of the coaching sessions as well so you can go and uh you'll be able to find some interesting tips from looking at other people's coaching sessions. So I definitely suggest you check out mayhem.gg. Now, as for me, uh, I am the host of Watchpoint Radio on Mash Those Buttons. We stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, but the show comes out every Wednesday morning. Uh, if you want to check us out, we are at uh, mashthosebuttons.com slash watchpointradio. Uh, we are on matchbuttons.com slash show slash watchpoint radio, or you can just go to matchbuttons.com. It's easy enough to get you from there. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. Our Twitch is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And if you want to uh, catch up with me on Twitter, I am underscore jaw underscore on Twitter. Do you have a Twitter reclet? I do. I'm very inactive on it myself, but I always like following people. If you do want to follow me for any weird reason, it's twitter.com slash ow. Okay. And uh, yeah, I guess the best way to contact you would be on the on the Wawa's Bootcamp Discord then? Yeah, Discord is probably the best way to contact me. If you do send me a tweet, I will see it because I am always have it open on just a Google Chrome monitor on my second monitor. But I'm much more active on Discord than Twitter. Okay. 
All right. So uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that would be to share the show with others, but also to give it a rating and a review on your platform of choice. Uh, If you happen to rate and review the show on iTunes, if you want to, you can put the name of the next uh, character that you want to see in the next batch. And what we'll do is we will definitely make sure that character the next batch if it gets enough votes. So we'll be t- we'll be tallying all those votes in the iTunes reviews for which character to put into the next batch. And if your character wins, it will definitely be in the next batch of characters. I also wanted to have, give a big thanks to Good Luck Have Fun for allowing us to use sounds like Overwatch as the theme for this show. Uh, you should definitely check check out Good Luck Have Fun on YouTube where they have uh, quite a few videos, uh, music videos for uh, different games. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Definitely check out Good Luck Have Fun and thanks a lot again. All right. And with that, uh, I think we're done here. We are really happy to be able to give you some tips on Soldier 76. Once again, thank you, Reclats, for coming on and talking Soldier 76 with the audience. And we will catch you guys next time.